And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. You know what I'm going to do? Um, I'll do it as soon as today. I'm going to reach out to Garrison Keeler. Really? I, I think he'd be a fascinating guest. I really do. I haven't I haven't request into him. Well, I was not responded well, to. You're not going to be. No. Uh, what has changed? In what? Well, uh, I've always, I, I maybe wrongly so, thought that you two were kind of arch enemies. Never met the guy in person in my life. But didn't really? he? He had a beef. He lied about me. He well, accused not, me of being not, in his garage. Let's not bring up, well, I asked, I guess so. Yeah. Here's what happened. All right. He, uh, when he was at the, at the top of his game, and I've never failed to acknowledge he's a hell of a writer. I just got a kick out of the white people that lived in Wobegon Valley or whatever the hell the lake was. Uh, at, at his, well, you know, he was he, he had his picture on the cover of Time magazine. It's right. Freeport, Minnesota. It's all crackers up right, there. Right. <laughs> so uh, at the height, though, you remember he? I think he moved to Norway or Sweden or right. something. Then he I got the he got that. the very nice place in New York, and then he then he deigned. I'm, I'm going to make him angry, and you don't want to come on. Uh, then he deigned to come back to St. Paul, and and. Uh, and the St. Paul paper, which had always been obsequious to him, uh, he couldn't go to the bathroom right. without getting a front-page right. headline. And uh, uh, I, to my way of thinking, the St. Paul paper did a really stupid thing. They published his address. Oh, he's coming back. And it was, you know, one of these magnificent places over mm-hmm. on uh, Cathedral Hill. Hill, Crocus Hill, Portland, or whatever. And they and he was livid as he should yeah, have been. Absolutely, it's not there. They, we should not have done that. And uh, but like other curious people, I drove by the house. Right. This is a true story. I never actually did drive by it because I I drove by what I thought was his house mm-hmm. and it was the wrong one. Oh, so that, I, I that's I, so very right. you. That's, that's me. A, that <laughs> is you right there. And that, but he uh, in a Minneapolis St. Paul magazine article accused me. Of getting out of my car and stepping into on his property and going into his garage. That's a flat-out lie. That never happened. A, I blew it anyway. I never did see your house, Gary. Right. I, I went by the wrong one. Right. And B, I would never have walked into somebody's garage. Unless unbidden. there was a... Uh, Unless there was an MG boat. or a Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> then I might have. But anyway, uh, we've never met, and uh, uh, I, I uh, acknowledge the tremendous success he's had, but I... I, I think I think it would be a, a He's very don't you think it'd be an interesting chat, it. Kenny? I'm, seriously, oh God, don't you yeah. think it'd be interesting? I think it would be fascinating. And I've got to tell you the truth: I used to listen to Prairie Home Companion all the time. I loved that show simply because it was old time radio. That's I true. Love that. I, I cannot I'm, honestly I'm, say it was ever my cup of tea. I'm such a radio nerd that yeah. it just I, I just loved the whole concept. I grew up with it because of my grandpa right. who was on the show, right. but. Uh, when we would listen to it, I don't remember if it was Gabe or Matthew, on Sunday nights they would do the jokes. 
And one of those two boys, I forget who it was, thought it was hilarious. Is this the joke show? Like, yeah, this is the joke show. <laughs> they were just corny, you know, Lake Wobegon. Of course. B- b- powder milk biscuit jokes. But he had but, some of the best musicians in the world that's on. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. And uh, who was the guy from CCO? Russell. Tim, Tim Russell. Russell. I mean, yeah. Russell. And I talented. Think Tim still works with the current incarnation, doesn't he? I'm not going to hold my breath that he would accept no, the invitation. No, he's not going to come in. But no. I'd, I'd like to. I've never met him. You know, um, was was the late great Nick Coleman the one who he had a feud with as well? I think he just had a feud with the, anybody who worked for the same Paul okay, paper. Okay, you know, which should uh, not stop the paper from still kissing his rear end every chance they I could know get. They, did. they yeah. really did. Defending yeah. him, it was obviously just a, a case of mistaken identity. I mean, it, what it, do you mean? It, it probably happened. Some guy probably pulled over and did walk oh, onto his yeah. yard and into his garage. It wasn't just, me. Just wasn't you. No, because anytime you just wander, we always ask, "Did you get separated from the?" Garage? Group, right, sir. Right, right. Yes. Oh, just somebody else that looked like a bum while they're on a walk. You know, I'll uh, tell you another quick story. I'm walking down Summit Avenue. It's one of my walking routes. And it's one of the neighborhoods where if people recognize me and they like either my writing or the radio, they can't, they don't they, dare they acknowledge should. that because they would be ostracized by their neighbors. Yes. So they'll say, hey, like a show, and keep walking with their head down. <laughs> That's my kind of people. Yeah. I love those guys. Don't, but one day don't I'm walking respond there, to me, but I like your show. One day I'm walking there, and this is a true story. Cab stops. Young gal gets out. Pretty young gal, maybe in her 20s. And uh, she knew she was in the right neighborhood, and she said, excuse me, do you know where Garrison Keeler lives? And I happened to be, we were, she, she was close. I said, yeah, two houses down across the street, the big white one. That's right. where he lives. And she said, well, I'm going to audition. She came from out of state. She's a musician, and she wanted to see if she could be on the show. And so I called out after her, you be careful, he's a mean old bear. <laughs> Was she showing up unannounced? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's ballsy. Wow. Wow. But sometimes that's what it kind of takes to get noticed. Uh, you don't think so? Guys like me that answer their door with a shotgun well. in their hand. Uh, Joe, you know what? Lori and Julia from uh, My Talk have him on frequently, and I've seen him a number of times in there. And really? I brushed up against him in the hallway. I have not even bothered to say anything yeah. to him. I just, I've always just left him alone. Well, if I was him, I suppose I could think of a million reasons not to do it. Not to no, come he's not going to do it. Yeah. No. Young woman in the taxi cab, do you have an appointment? What, what's, what's your motive, Joe? I mean, you just want to tell stories? or Yes. My motive would be that uh, he has uh, been so culturally significant for so long and then ha- essentially saw his career end in ignominy with this. Right. These accusations of sexual impropriety and whatnot, mm-hmm. but, and I, I want. Do you want to set the record straight, Garrison? Is there anything you want? I, I, I felt bad that his career would have that ending. Absolutely. To have everything yeah. removed. I mean, and NPR, oh high and mighty. We have removed hey. everything hey. from. Uh, hey. Hey, from it, it's what been stricken from the remember, records. Remember, remember. Oh, I love NPR. Yeah. Thank you, Thank my you. friend Dave Kansas. And my, I'm there. related to F. Scott Fitzgerald. And, That's right, you and, are. And I would occasionally write columns with Keeler in mind, given the needle about, you know, <laughs> well, my cousin, you're at the theater. Where I'm <laughs> I think that would be a, a, a great interview. I do, too. But you've got more pull than me. I, I can't so. say, uh, <laughs> Grandpa Red uh, told me he wants to have you on the uh, show with us. He was a notorious drunk, was he not? Early Grandpa on Red? Life. Yeah. No, no Garrison. not your grandpa. Oh, yeah. No, not he Garrison. Hasn't been, he's been off the sauce not, for 100 years. N- listen, not Garrison, not your grandpa, your relative. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. It killed him, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, my oh. grandmother would not talk to his biographers because she thought the guy was a complete jerk. Huh. Yeah. I've read that a lot about him. Mm-hmm. But he was a hell of a writer. Yeah. Well, he had that one party book where he always had parties out east. Oh, shut up. Next topic, Joe. <laughs> don't even. Our don't artist even. in residence, uh, Greg Holcomb. Uh, if, Garp, if you haven't seen it? his work, get on. He he did some. He did something I find very interesting. He he ran with my comment. I commented a few times about the people who are very concerned about future generations, and they're using that as their excuse mm-hmm. to uh, uh, drum through climate change legislation. Yeah. They're the same people who can't loosen the constraints on abortion fast enough. Right. But yet you're telling me you're really worried about the kids of the future. Right. So Holcomb ran with that, and he said, uh, "Joe, you've commented a few times." Uh, about the people who want to save future generations from climate doomsday are also expanding ways to kill the unborn. So this caused me to do a little search. Here's the result. (laughs) He went to the Planned Parenthood website, and there's a segment in the Planned Parenthood website that says, Proud to be green. In addition to the work on our headquarters, we are proud to support environmental efforts at all of our health centers, from reducing our use of paper through our electronic health record systems to having streamlined methods for recycling paper, plastic, and metals. We work to make sure that our work supports the health of our environment as well as the health of our patients. Uh, I thought that was brilliant on Holcomb's part to have found that. So they're Little detective work. They're more worried about recycling paper than they are recycling people. It would seem sometimes. Has Holcomb been in the new studios? Oh yeah, he's he's been in here, hasn't he? Is I'm is moron think, number one on the phone? I don't think he has been down. Invite here. him over. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I don't know that he's been in the new studio since they've been completely finished. Are you calling old man Royce? Yeah. All right. Well, my record's about to be blown out of the wall. Uh, uh, Greg writes, uh, your conversation with the professor at Maryland reminded me of, uh, or put me in mind of the late, great Michael Crichton's famous essay, Aliens Cause Global Warming. The Maryland guy had drunk the Kool-Aid. If there's a huge change, I'm not seeing it. I can recall January's as a kid. I'm just slightly younger than the mayor. When we'd go out to the rink to discover the ice was too soft to play hockey, also days in March when if it was colder. Uh, I also remember the global cooling hysteria of the 70s. I meet people all the time who are stunned to find that I just don't care about climate change. Uh, keep taking those lilac pictures. It was always a great day. <laughs> it was always a great day when, as a kid, we noticed the lilac bushes in Miriam Park were in bloom. And, Chris, why is the podcast in two sections? I listen on my way to work, and I have to pull over and reset for the second hour. I'm sure you have a good reason, yes. but it's annoying. Yeah. Love the show, though. Greg Anderson. You yeah, just keep clicking. Amherst, Massachusetts. You should mention that. Uh, just keep clicking. Yeah, on the air. The more you click, don't, the more we like. Uh, when somebody asks you that question again, Joe, just ignore it. All right. Yeah, don't do uh, Jeannie writes, I further reflected on the reason the ecologist gave as to why your lilac bushes were not blooming earlier in showing the effects of global warming that they must not be native. I think your bushes have been insulted. What he's saying is that your lilacs are too dumb to realize that the climate is warming, and so they just keep doing what they always do. That is, bloom on May 26th. If they were native to the area, they would know what the temperature is supposed to be and realize things are warming and blooming earlier. I enjoyed noodling about this and writing to you, even though you never read this. Keep pushing back, Jeannie. Jeannie, I read every email that comes in here. Don't tell me I don't read the emails. As long as the printer doesn't cut off one side. Yeah, we're good. Is our friend Patrick joining us? Why don't we do this? We need the theme. Let's take our our break, and we'll come back with Patrick Royce on lilacs. Is this going to be part two? Are they going to have to click again? I'm so mad. 
Hey, Pat. I do. Even down here in Sunsplash, Florida, they're asking the question, where was Rookie's finger? <laughs> he d- he banged up his finger on a little teeny electric snow broom he has. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. That's what I'm telling everybody. It's anyway. one of these revolving brooms. <laughs> it's a revolving broom, Patrick, that pushes the snow about three inches. And that's how he hurt his finger. In there on a, what are you doing in there on a Friday, man? Uh, I'm breaking my record. This is the first time we've spoken since we uh, left the building in shame. So I got I got to ask you a question. How close are you to Henning up there? No, fairly close. Why? I'm just wondering. I, I wrote something for Sunday, a little thing about their basketball team, which is 21 and 0. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering if that's Ottertail County. So right. Yeah. Got to be fairly close to you. Yeah. No, I'm within a few miles of Ottertail County. Yep. Hey Pat, when you were a kid, did you pick lilacs for your mom? Yeah, I did. Sure. Yeah, yeah we all did. Fat. We had a we had a professor on the other day, and I was telling him my lilacs bloom at about the same time every year. And I guess I was offering that as an example of how I have not observed any climate change. And he tried to tell me lilacs were not native here. Well, I know they're not. They came over here from Europe, and but they've been here for hundreds of years. And I knew you'd be in the lilac generation like me. Well, uh, in fact, uh, one of the streets near us in the valley is Lilac Drive. Right. And back in the day when uh, the wife and I cared about such things, <laughs> we would take a walk after dark and steal lilacs. Sure, you got to steal them. Take them home yeah. in the spring. But yeah. you got to be careful. They stink up the People whole house. They, well, they didn't want you to steal them out of the bushes either. Say, uh, bring the scissors. Ups, update us, uh, update us on what you're seeing with this ball club. I don't think it's too early I for you to make a seen. prognostication. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Uh, yesterday they worked out. Today they all left early to play golf. I don't know. Rocco's running a tight enough ship here. The second day he shouldn't be playing golf. So Not the second day. There. Yeah, he should be out there grinding. Well, the Sunday's the first workout, so we'll. We'll find out then, but uh, he's an affable chap. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fine, but uh, way too early. I was over at the, uh, the Red Sox on Wednesday. It was their uh, first workout day, and uh, they, you know, they won 108 games last year, Joe, and then went 11 and three in the uh, in the playoffs and the World Series. And uh, the boy Alex Cora, he was a good guy, by the way. Their manager is 42 year old ex player, and. Uh, he had a hard time coming up with where their weaknesses might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody said, well, you have to, is it important to turn the page? He said, why do we want to turn the page? We want to do exactly what we did last year. Pat, you had a great tweet again uh, a couple of days ago because a lot of Twins fans are lamenting the fact that this ownership group will not go spend money. So when they inked yes. the two guys to extensions, you said the Polads have to learn you can't buy a championship. You can't buy a championship. They've already spent more money in free agency than any other team in the loaded AL Central. And now they went out and signed uh, Polanco and Kepler, so. I mean, they're spending too much money. Come on, you can't buy a title. Nice, uh, nice weather down in the fort. Well, it rained yesterday. I was very disappointed. The yeah. top was up, but uh, today it's good. It's probably about eh, seventy-eight. Pretty blue. That's pretty blowing. I'm out here and back uh, of the uh, stadium getting a getting a little sun. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I Are you still uh, you still going down they to the pool to, to see the babes? Uh yeah, once in a while, but <laughs> you know, I guess it's. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not exactly 
spring break. <laughs> no. Not exactly the beach at uh, Fort Lauderdale when Annette Funicello was walking around with her very uh, modest two-piece. Right. What's wrong with your gopher basketball team? Oh, the refs, well, the refs job this. We got that going against us. Yeah. The refs are out to get us. And uh, they, they, they don't shoot very well. And the kid they got from New York, Jelly Bean or whatever the hell his name was, he didn't even play the other night. Right? Yeah. What was that, Ravers? Why did he play? He I think I think this kid has earned himself uh, the, the the chance not to play when a game matters. Cause really? Any- that, well, but he didn't play at all. They got Rob Stoll, for God's sakes. But every he looked t- like he looked like me when I played. <laughs> and I know that Patino doesn't seem to trust him, especially when they're on the road late in a ball game. I, I don't know why he didn't play at all. I can't explain that. But it, it has been weird. Trying to run him off, don't you? I, I do I get that impression. To get him to yep. leave. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. But uh, hey, I got something. I got something. Yeah, I am claiming that. This is my 45th spring training out of 45, six years. I've been here 45 out of 46. I missed 1990 because Clem's basketball team uh, advanced further than I thought they were going to, farther than I thought they were going to. But I'm claiming the all-time record for Minnesota print media. All right, I'll Sid, accept that. Sid, I believe, 2004 was his last year, so that'd be only 44 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, I'm claiming the all-time record, yes. What's, what's that got you? Well, Kenny, it's got me a nice tan. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? You know what? My, it's got me a motto, which I adopted like 20 years ago. Spring training is the greatest invention in the history of American sports writing. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's my motto, too. So, uh, Pat, uh, I, was, I was seeing tweets from Minnesotans before spring training began that stop in and visit the closed ballpark. They just stand out in the parking lot and take pictures. Uh, well, no, you can, you know, it, this ballpark's a lot easier to get into than Boston's is. That's, that's for sure. I mean, you can, you generally, there's some guard out there and he'll let you walk in and look around and uh, and and half the time during the you know regular business hours it's open so it's it's not really tightened up very much. When is the whole uh, club report? Uh, Sunday. All right. But uh, we're very upset that Will for the second straight year Willens Astadio, the folk hero, is having visa problems. Oh no! He goes home to Venezuela, and most of the. Most of the, and plays most of the Venezuelans solved the problem of not getting out of Venezuela by not returning. Right, but he goes back, played the whole season, was the uh, was the uh, runner-up MVP to the great Delvin Young, but he hasn't made it back yet. Now supposedly he's going to arrive tomorrow. Why in the hell would he go back there? Once you're out of there, never go back. Well, he's well, family. He, and... he don't mind it. He likes to play, and he plays all winner and makes a few more bucks. He hasn't made any bucks, you know, he hadn't made any money playing baseball yet. So Doesn't, isn't there somebody on the team in the front office that takes care of those things? So they oh, yeah, they have somebody who basically does it, but still, you know, the, we, we have more arduous uh, paperwork uh, on those things than, than was ever the case before. Have you but, f- uh, back in the day, Joe can remember this. There were guys like Cesar Tobar and those guys, Kenny. They always had visa problems right. just because they didn't want to go to Orlando. Right. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, they, always, 
That's like getting a never did not have a piece of bread. That's like getting a flat tire on the way to church. Oops, I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Say, Pat, you following? uh, You following Riviera? I don't even know if they're playing today. They've had a lot of rain problems. Raining that hard? Yeah, I I have not watched it yet. What did Eldrick finish yesterday? Never even got on the course. Really? Yeah. I. my uh, poor daughter-in-law is out there doing the, uh, you know, the concessions and the hospitality and stuff at her job. I don't know what her company is now. It used to be prom, but that's got to be miserable, man, to be out there and that kind of cramped golf course in the driving rain in L.A. Because L.A. cannot handle driving rain. No. Like Fort Myers. So, uh, tell him about the uh, golfer that didn't tip his caddy. Are you? Do you follow the Matt Kuchar story? Oh, I saw that. Oh, he's, you know. Yes, I saw it. Yeah. What a jerk! <laughs> <laughs> well, he said it but was he said it was there. prearranged with the guy that look. I'm going to pay you five grand for the week. But uh, even yeah, if they okay, even, but when you win, you guys say, "Hey, remember that? Here's twenty five thousand." Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's by the way, he's he's like Mickelson. You know, he's one of those phony nice guys. From yeah. everything I hear, he's a jerk. Yeah, and uh, you know he gets, but he smiles, and he everybody remembers him as a kid when he made the run at Augusta and stuff. But uh, I'm glad he got exposed here. That's great. <laughs> but, well, because uh, the yeah. guys on the tour are never going to let him forget this. Oh God, no! Squeaky, here comes Squeaky. <laughs> How about the crowds? How about you know next time the next time the U.S. opens in New York and they're all drunk. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got to throw the guy a bigger tip than five grand. I'll tell you that. Uh, I wonder who found it. You know, and the and the guys said, the guys said, well, he didn't have anything to do with it, and he's okay with the arrangement. Well, then, how did they find out about it if he didn't tell his buddies? Right. You know that cheap bleeping bleeper uh, <laughs> only gave me three five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how did they find out about it? Plus, it was his first win in four years. This was at Mayakoba. You would think you would think he would have been so elated that he would have told Junior there, "What right. name your price, pal?" Well, maybe he's got hey, creditors to pay off. I got a personal crisis going, by the way. Uh oh. Well, uh, how personal? I got, Something is I, got, I think I got Tourette. <laughs> Well, we, Patrick, we've thought that for years. I am swearing so much. Describe the symptoms. I really am. You swear a lot. And you twitch and you swear a lot. What, are you doing it uncontrollably? Well, I don't. Here's the deal. I was driving today down here and having some thoughts. Yeah. And my swear words now include my Thoughts now include swear <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, what is wrong with me? I yeah. have to stop it. <laughs> like, now what, you know, like you're thinking about stuff and say, okay, now what the, you know, <laughs> your thoughts shouldn't include. No, they should be Your thoughts should be pure. Your thoughts. Swear words I, serve no purpose in thought. I think I <laughs> Well, if that's the case, Patrick, I've had Tourette's my whole life, <laughs> because that's me all the time. <laughs> well, I'm not talking like mumbling and whispering. This is like just having a thought just about thoughts. what I'm going to write today, 
and I realized there's like eight swear words. So, <laughs> quick story, Joe. Quick story. Yeah. yeah. Patrick calls me on the drive back from Gainesville to Fort Myers. Is that accurate? A couple yeah. weeks ago. Yes. yes. And yes. he and I are talking at such a volume. The wife goes. Go downstairs because mm-hmm. <laughs> she was trying to do bath with the boys and yeah. Pat, Pat. So I can understand that the Tourette's and the loud swearing it was fan because it makes the story better. That's why, right. Pat. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the I'm talking about now the unexpressed stuff. <laughs> no, you're just talking about your thoughts. 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 Yeah. No, that's not. That's not Tourette's, Patrick. That's mental illness. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because Tourette's is the uncontrollable vocalizations is and, it a bad and the ticks and stuff. Looking all over the little tiny condo for your cell phone, which you are holding in your hand after just texting yeah. on it. Yeah, that's that's a that's yeah, a that's, that's a sign that's of something. Not good. <laughs> that's not good. It's a sign of something. By the way, Patrick, I uh, looked up on Google Maps. I'm exactly 30 miles from Henning. So okay. I'm Go over close. and see the Hornets. Yeah, the I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, they won last night by like 80. I guess. Have uh, you been in a high the, school gym? They stink. They smell bad. Here's the story, though. In, two, in 1996, and, uh, 1965 and 1966, the Hornets made the state one-class tournament, and they had the famous six-foot-five Peterson twins. This year, they got their greatest team since then, and they got two sets of twins, including another, another, and then another guy on the team who's got a twin sister. There's something going on up there at any. Mm. They got way too many twins. So, yeah. so you were driving yesterday and thinking about it, going, "What the." F- is going on up there. <laughs> and Hattie, what is going on? When are you next back here in the great true north? Uh, I'll be there as soon as March 26th. Oh, my God. It's early. <laughs> well, I by then. Home and, yeah, I might come home if somebody close to me perishes, but the odd number. Yeah. Well, you've got to be home for the final four, right? Yeah, well, that's uh, 10 days after that. Yeah. I got plenty of time after that. I have I have to do some I have to do some final four preparation stuff and I just uh talked to our library guy and said, Hey FedEx that stuff out here to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to see that. So anyway. All right, Patrick, anyway, have fun. Being back on the air. How's that phone system going? Cracker Jack this week? It's pretty good. We got one. That's all we care yeah, about. We well, Pat, we did have one small hiccup. We weren't able to dial long distance, and the mayor can't draw the number eight now, so he gave me the wrong okay. phone number. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got worse problems than me. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, Watch my... your fingers there, Rook. Yeah. Hey, Pat, see ya. Later. <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Goodbye. Thank you. We'll be back in, uh, oh, I don't know. The uh, great thinker, Downing, frequent uh, emailer, right? Yep, David Downing. Uh, yeah, I just had a piece in front of me by him. Here, here it is. You were told the other day that if you just opened your eyes, you could see climate change all around you. 
I'm not so sure. But what about the other deniers who can't see what's right in front of their eyes? I'm thinking of those who persist in believing that government is the answer. Can't they see that government can't issue license plates or organize garbage collection? Oh the proof of government ineptitude is right in front of them, if they'd only open their eyes. He's correct, isn't <laughs> The he? BWCA registration thing, yeah. There's Just incredible. Example. Uh, Tyler writes, go ahead, Kenny. I was just going to say, speaking of that, we got an email about that from a very trustworthy offsite correspondent that wishes to remain nameless. How about this? Mr. Mayor, recently the staff discussed the painfully embarrassing $100 million that Minnesota spent on the Minlars project with little to show for it. As a software engineer myself, with experience in contracting and program management, including with the Department of Defense, I can tell you the situation is beyond ludicrous. One hundred million and nine years is plenty of time and money for a project of this scale and scope to interpret the requirements and uses, develop user requirements, design the architecture, implement via software, then perform requirement-based software and system-level tests to verify and validate the solution. I'm outraged as a taxpayer that we can't remain silent about this BS. So to put this in GL terms... That's like ordering a cup of coffee at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Then they smash some coffee beans into a cup with a driver and charge you $100 for an overpriced product that doesn't meet your needs. Right. Thanks yeah. for giving all of us GLers a place to listen for facts and mostly objective discussion. Here, five years ago we said this. Why didn't you find a state where it works? Maybe Utah has a system that it takes you two minutes to get your license Right. Why didn't you ask to borrow their software? Install it. That'll take 10 minutes. Mail it back to them. Boom, you're done. Can you see how What, he... what the hell is it? There's a great story here. There's a great story here. And unfortunately, we live in an era where journalism is not up to it. There is some corruption here, would be my right. suspicion. Oh, yeah. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. $100 million? That. Are that you kidding go? me? Right, exactly. Okay, and when I say journalism is, isn't up to it, here's what I mean. The, the papers are short, so short-staffed that there isn't a team of hungry young kids you can let loose on this and say, take, take, take the time you need, and, there, and we've got the resources to back you up. Get to the bottom of yeah. what happened here. Get to the bottom of what happened here. I guarantee it's a Pulitzer Prize if they find out there's corruption. There's no more Woodward and Bernstein no. running through the newsroom. We have we have, in, we Minnesotans have sat here like saps. Yeah. With each succeeding announcement, we just need another twenty million. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. No, what was the latest? We just need another twelve. No, 16. we need sixteen million. 16. Was the original system in fact broken? I have no and idea. Not performing? No, in fact, I, I don't remember ever having yeah. any issues. I think because uh, when I mentioned this yesterday, but when Jasinski was in here, he said, we didn't really need to overhaul this thing. Oh, well, that was unnecessary. There's a, there's a story there. There's a story there. Just as there is a story in the city taking over trash, collect, trash collection in the sense that the city then took between 5 and $7 million of your money to buy people new trash cards. There was nothing wrong with my trash card. How fun would it be to have a GL reporter? We could just turn her loose on this crap. How are we going to pay her? Um, there's one. Uh, there's, there's one hurdle you have to get over. I was going to say ready. sales, but uh, how are we going to pay her? Yeah, there's a story there. Mm-hmm. It, we just keep taking it. Oh, they want Walls wants another sixteen million. He says that'll fix it. Okay, then we just sit here and take it. Another sixteen million. But I think it's Dayton be- said the same thing. I need another twenty-seven million. But I think it's because so many people just feel utterly helpless in this regard. I mean, what are they supposed to do? 
What is who supposed to do? The average American or Minnesotan taxpayer. Uh, bitch and moan like I'm doing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's all we can I do. I don't know what Because you're do. right. There's nobody getting to the bottom of it. NPR has reporters. Uh, yes, they do. They've got a better newsroom and probably a better staff newsroom than the St. Paul Pioneer Press, for example. Yeah. The, the Star Tribune is a, is a, has a healthy contingent. I, why this would not interest them to deeply analyze this is beyond me. Right. You're right. This should be above the fold Sunday through Wednesday, one of those big features. I mean, what? You're talking. You need so far. You spent a hundred million, but a hundred million on what? software, right? That's so, what I don't understand. So Bob Smith can get his license tabs in time, or but, is it is it license? I get my license tabs in time. But Bob Smith was getting them on time yes. before all of yes. this. Yeah, it's a tremendous screw up. Who preceded Dayton? Palanti. Palanti. Tim. Yeah. Where did this start with Palanti? It probably he's not above he's not above suspicion. It the ball probably started rolling. If during, it's nine years, how long was Dayton That's governor? Eight tw- years, twenty ten. Dayton was governor for uh, two terms, right? Mm-hmm. How's he doing? By the way, is he okay? I hope so. I don't know if he's smart. He's not in Minnesota. He's got to be in one of his Florida mansions or wherever the hell the Daytons had winter property. Hanging with Royce. I thought we liked the bold north. Aren't the Daytons the one that came up with that? Yeah. Wouldn't you love to catch those kids in a skyway? Huh? Huh? Hey, Eric, what are you doing inside? Get out in the sidewalk, pal. (laughs) Get out in the sidewalk where you belong. Oh, that's funny. Joe, I thought the guest you had on to talk about the climate change theory was interesting. I can only deduct the whole thing to um, we don't know that, and we really don't know if climate change is or is not happening. Either way, his views were fun to hear in contrast with yours, although I feel his point on lilacs was missed. What you have seen in your own lifetime does not really matter. We are all very insignificant, actually, in comparison to our Mother Earth. She has been at it for much longer than any of us can even comprehend. Dare I say this treads on man losing sight of his relationship with nature? It is and always will be much bigger than us, and I believe you know this all too well. I've attached a screenshot of the first paragraph on Wikipedia about lilacs, and here is the link. Mr. FYI would be so proud right now. Thank you. The podcast brings me daily joy, usually. Tyler Morehouse in Moorhead. And, yeah, he linked me to Wikipedia, and I learned all about lilacs and how they originated in the Balkan countries. And then they came over here somehow. Back when the bride and I gave a damn about such things. Uh, And uh, John writes, just a quick note on your guest, Matt Fitzpatrick. If he's stating that the weather here in 60 years will be like it is 300-some miles down south, does that mean 60 years ago the weather here was like it was 300 miles north today? I asked him that. You did? I said, how do we know that the location of present-day Wichita, Kansas, Mm -hmm. uh, 500 years ago, was not experiencing the climate of present-day Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have he an had answer no for answer. That. He had no answer. He's, he's all full of gibberish. DPS and MinIT launched MinLars in July of 2017 to replace a 30-year-old legacy system to process vehicle title. Right, but when did it start? When did, when did the, uh, they start funding it, talking but, about it, creating it? Not the launch. Say. The I demand mean, for money precedes... T- yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. No, the demand for money usually starts, what, five, six years, ten years before anything ever happens. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Thanks, GLers. We made it to 100. Uh, 
You know, that first one was a little rough, and I know a lot of you are concerned. That was like an airplane uh, taking off while it's still being put together. You know what? You know what? Here's what I recommend. If you're new to the podcast, go back to podcast number one. Start all over. And, and listen to it. And listen to how far we've come. Boy, we have come a long go, way. Go click on that are, first Are you going to say click on every single one of those 100 Why not? Every single one. You know, what this double click? you know what this doing this podcast is? I'm serious. It's what? fun. It actually it is. is. It is it? fun. Yeah. yeah. It's and fun. I'm Kenny glad is, we have this opportunity. As much as we tease you, we do like when you're here. Now get back and work your shift at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Yeah, those bastards miss me. Johnny Height we don't even miss, but uh, garagelogic.com is where you can listen to those free, uh, prior podcasts. Future podcasts, you got to stick right here, garagelogic.com. And don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. We want your feedback, good, bad, indifferent. See you next time. Happy 100. Brah. <laughs>